Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Alright, so these teachings are online if you want to follow the series. Matthew chapter 8 and reading from verse 1. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So here we have Jesus. In the previous three chapters, before he comes down from the mountain, He's teaching around the kingdom of God because that was the message he came to bring. When Jesus was born into this world, it was for the intent purpose of declaring the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom that was lost through man's high treason and mutiny in the rebellion in Genesis 1 and 2 has now been restored according to the promise in Genesis 3 when God said, the seed of the woman will crush Satan's head. And the plan of history unfolded till Jesus came and his very first sermon was, Behold, the kingdom, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So Jesus is up on the mountain. He's teaching around the kingdom principles, what the kingdom is, what it, how it operates, what it looks like. Then this chapter starts off, that he comes down the mountain and behold, he bumps into a leper. So that's the context here of what's happening in this story. Now, take note with me that in the old covenant, in Leviticus, there were very strict rules around how to interact with lepers. That's where the saying has come today, hey man, don't treat me like a leper. Because lepers got treated differently to everybody else. They weren't, it was like, it was like uh, quarantine on steroids. You know, you think two weeks is hard. They were like put out of reach because there was this understanding that they could contaminate people. But there was in the Levitical, uh, you can read it it's in there somewhere, there was a way in which the leper could come and offer sacrifice and be inspected by the priests to see if they, it was, if they were healed, they could re-emerge, re-engage with community. So the, the point I'm making here is you were forbidden to interact and touch Lepers. So what do we see Jesus doing? 
he laid his hand on the leper, and the leper was healed. But now Jesus never came to abolish the law. He never came to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. The same as with the Sabbath. When he was accused of breaking the Sabbath, he had explained to them, Sabbath wasn't made, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. He had explained to them when they refused to pay taxes. He took a coin and said, whose inscription is on one side? Caesar. Who's on the other? So give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God. Jesus came to explain the spirit of the law. Not just to be a rebel and break the law. But in the same way, no one leaves an ox in a pit on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, likewise, why shouldn't this daughter of Abraham be healed when a lady that was not supposed to touch him came through the crowd? The same way, when he reaches out and touches this leper, he's fulfilling the law, of the, the spirit of the law. But then notice, he says to the man, go and off, give the offering that was demanded by Moses, and then... Go and show yourself to people. So there's an order he gives the man. Don't tell anybody. Go offer the sacrifice to show that you are now healed. And then go and tell people. So, modern day interpretation. Nothing wrong with going for a COVID test before you tell anybody. And then when you're negative, you can come out and tell everybody. All he's saying to the guy is, Let's not make a deal about non-issues. Let's, let's pick our battles. When it comes to healing the sick, I'm going to give to God what is God's. When it comes to the, the, the requirements of the Mosaic law under which Jesus was born, he said, I'm not going to do that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with complying with the legal requirements of going and making sure that you pass the test, you get a negative, the priest signs you off and you can go and re-engage in the community. I'm not calling you to be rebellious, but what I am, what Jesus is saying, he says, I came to demonstrate the kingdom of my God. And in my God's kingdom, the sick are healed. The lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind can see. Those who are in poverty hear good news that there's a God who can prosper them, meet their needs so they can be a blessing to others. And that is what Jesus' essential message was to show what the kingdom of God looks like in this world and will look like for eternity. And he wasn't about to compromise by not laying his hand on the leper. So there's a fine line here we can learn. We have to differentiate between what is Caesar, what is law, what's not worth arguing about, and what God says. And when I read my Bible, the scripture is very clear that there's an impartation through the laying on of hands. When I read my scripture, it is very clear Paul says to Timothy, do not ne ne neglect that gift that came to you through the laying on of hands. 
We see when officers were appointed, deacons and elders, for, and, and, and apostolic sending, they laid hands. What, why do we lay hands? Is it just symbolic? No, there's an importation that takes place when hands are laid. That importation can come through other ways, can even come through laying hands on a cloth and sending it. But you can't tear out the Bible the laying on of hands. Because cloths are mentioned once, shadows are mentioned once, but all the other dozens of times that the laying on of hands, any sick among you, call for the elders. Jesus says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Look at your hand. This hand was made for praying. This hand is a conductor of what I carry as a vessel of God's presence. <laughs> I tell you, 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 when you wash those hands, like I know you're doing about 25 times a day, you must look at those hands and say, these, these things are powerful. I can impart. Because I am just a vessel. That's important. Four important things about praying for the sick. I am just a vessel. Say that loud so you hear yourself say, I'm just a vessel. You see, when, you, when hands are laid, there's an importation that, that, that's not really about you at all. It's about who you carry. His name is the Holy Spirit. You see, the anointing is, in, is on you for you, but it's in you to give to others. And this is where the enemy traps us up. Because we feel if we're not perfect, we got nothing to give. Hello? If I haven't had, if I've had a miserable week and I shouted at the dog and I kicked, I mean, I kicked the dog and I shouted at my wife and, and my boss swore at me and I punched him in the head, I am now disqualified if I get an opportunity to pray for somebody. And that is the devil's lie. I'm not saying we should do those things. I, I think we should say sorry very quickly. But I, I do believe that the importation has got nothing to do with what I do or don't do. I mean, you do not have to be perfect to lay hands on the sick or lay hands on someone to discharge a blessing or an anointing. Any more than Jesus didn't avoid suffering to bring you healing. In fact, it says, it was by his suffering that you were healed. He was affected by the fall of man, not to sin, not to be sick, but to endure pain, hunger, sleeplessness, rejection, and all those kind of things. And by his stripes, his flesh ripped open on his back, we are healed. So there's a suffering that Jesus went through so that we can draw on his deposit for our blessing, healing, favor. Didn't come because he never had any hardship. And I want to say to you that are going through some hardship now, stop disqualifying yourselves from being a healing agent 
for others. You are not on this earth to first sort out all your own wounds, and then when you're perfect, discharge your ministry. You have to learn. I have to learn while I'm healing some cuts and bruises and cleaning some pain that I am a wounded healer as Jesus was. And I'm saying that because I know there's people who say, yeah, I prayed for that one, they didn't get healed. I prayed for that, and it must have been because I, didn't, I had a lack of faith. I prayed for that one. When you realize you're just a vessel, that it's not your reputation on the line anyway. Who called you to pray for the sick? Your pastor. No, Jesus said. So it's not your reputation on the line. It's not your righteousness that's going to change someone else's life. It's the righteousness of Jesus and your obedience to his command. You see, down through church history, I love history. I'm a bit of a nerd, I guess. I just, everything for me has got history to it. And, and, and it's, it's probably, you know, if I hadn't got expelled from school, I probably it would have been one of my best subjects. Anyway, I can't help I only got to stand at seven, okay? But anyway, I, I love I've studied history now for the last 40 years. And, and there, there's something about the history of healing that is so interesting. Because the early church got it. There were signs, wonders, and miracles. The church fathers, they came after them, the patriarchs. They also got it. Got a bit weird in some places, you know. They also had problems with guys spraying doom in people's faces and saying, God led me to do that. You know, there were those extremes and weird things that happened. And, you know, because Jesus once spat on the ground and made mud and rubbed it in a guy's eye. God probably couldn't see because his eyes were all busted up with scabs or something, you know. Now everyone makes it a ministry. I've got the spit on ground ministry. I've got the rub mud in your eyes ministry. And then people think they can do what they like because they've got a license to. Well, the Lord told me to do it. Man, just get on and lay hands on the sick. That's what God told you to do. And get weird. Tell people to eat what cockroaches. Is that the latest thing? Tell them to, I learned a good Greek word, futse. Anyway, before I get into trouble. So that's the first thing you've got to do. When you realize you're a channel and it's not on you, it makes laying hands a whole different thing. The second thing is compassion. You've got to, we pray for people because we love people. And we want them to enjoy what God's got for them. So at the root is this, is compassion. I want to see people helped. Thirdly, it's warfare. Because there's colliding kingdoms here. There's the kingdom of God with what God's culture looks like, God's values, God's principles. And then there's the kingdom of this world. That is the antithesis of that. So praying for the sick, laying hands, has got that dimension. So it's your channel Compassion, warfare, and then finally, the word mystery. Because sometimes we just don't know. And sometimes that's the best answer you can give somebody. Is, I don't know why your child died. I don't know why your sister didn't get better. 
But let me tell you about some people that did. I don't understand. It's a mystery that Bill Johnson sees creative miracles. He's seen, he's had testimonials verified in the medical field of people who were 100% deaf who are now 100% able to hear. But his own son is deaf in one ear. We don't understand that. But should that stop us praying? Did it stop Jesus praying because he went into one village and they wouldn't receive him, but he could only lay hands on a few because only a few were willing? Did that stop him going to the next village and praying? Didn't stop him laying hands on the leper, even though the law apparently, according to the legalists and the narrow-mindedness and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he couldn't lay hands. He, when he laid hands on the sick, the kingdom of God demonstrated itself. It manifests. This is the good news that Jesus brought this man. And then he says, okay, go for the test. Get a letter. We're not forming a rebellion. How am I doing for time? So I need to wear a mask. Sorry, I forgot to wear my mask. Just need to put my mask on. And I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need uh, Joe, Josie. Just come and help me. Just come and stand here, please. Richard, Richard, stand up, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, we won't put this on. Don't worry about it. Um, I know some people are getting very nervous now. Um, are you going to help me, Joe? Oh, you weren't at the leaders' meeting, so j- just come and stand with me here. I want to lay hands on Richard. Because I've been instructed to lay hands. And I feel like you need some wisdom for some of the stuff you're going through. Let me stand here with you. You follow me. Just like, remember the old days people used to fall over and used to put a cloth on their legs? No more cloths. Now it's straight. Okay. There's a little bit of Jer- Jerusalem oil in there. Holy water from, from uh, the Red Sea. So, Lord, I just thank you for Richard. I just thank you for your calling on his life, for bringing him out of darkness into light. And, Lord, that you raise him up as a Joseph in his company where people will come to him to solve their problems, where people will run to him to get wisdom, that there will be a powerful spirit of wisdom upon his life that wherever he goes, you will increase him, you will promote him beyond his wildest imaginations. Kareem, don't you want to stand up, please? Join Kareem, I just uh, see person walking down the coast, admiring the sea, sensing the presence of God. 
and then walking behind the, the, the thicket where the, the bubra is on the beach. And suddenly they can't see the sea anymore. They can hear it, but they can't see it. But I see they don't doubt that the sea is still there, even though they can't see it. They just know it's temporarily not there in their vision. And I believe the Lord will just say to you, the seasons of not seeing don't change the fact that I'm there and I will do abundantly, exceedingly above all you ask or imagine because you trust me. Romina, won't you stand up, please? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the impartation, for gifts that are just flowing right now. I believe there's a digging up process, a digging up of gifts. I believe there's a, a, a dusting off of gifts. I, I believe that there's some oil being applied to rusty moving parts in some gifts and I just declare over you through the laying of hands a revitalization of the gifts that God has put in you, a refocus and a recalibration of the gifts and the callings and the anointings that this time where people say is retirement is a time of refinement. It's a time of zeal. It's a time of new focus and much passion kingdom of God. We just thank you for Hamina right now, Lord. Thank you for her faithfulness, the years of serving, sacrificial living. Terry Aiko, please stand up. On I see, I see a picture of a, of a, uh, a racing car dashboard, and, and I see, I see uh, uh, open a convertible top, and I see you sitting behind the steering wheel with one arm up on the, on the door ledge, with a big smile, wearing these big fancy, flashy sunglasses, feeling very, very happy with yourself and life. Because the Lord says, your latter days will be more prosperous and blessed and increased of joy and peace and favor. And you will feel like you're driving your dream car down the freeway in just a sense of, look what God has done. How did this happen? What, what, what happened? I don't know. But God, God, God did something. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give his hands a good spray. Lord. He, needs, he needs a good spray. He needs a good spray. One more. 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 Don't look so nervous, Keith. Robbie, stand up.
<laughs> the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. And he will guide you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Lord, we just thank you right now just for a fresh impartation of the Father's heart. A fresh impartation of peace. A fresh impartation of the life-giving anointing that resides within him. More, 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 more. Here it goes. Just receive. Receive. You don't, you don't, you don't have to strive. You don't have to perform for for his moving in your life. You just have to receive, receive and impart. Till the Lord say to you, you're a faithful son. Feed my people. Love my people. And give me an opportunity to touch my people. What I felt to do this morning was break a little bit of the stigma around social contact. But I tried to do it in the most responsible way I could without compromising on a need. And I think the longer God's people stay hidden away with half their face missing, with their hands pickled, the greater distance is going to start coming in our community interaction. And I want to ask you, if you think that was responsible and a safe way to pray, and you needing prayer in some area right now, whether it's in the area of healing, in the area of finances and work situation, or in the area of someone else who is prohibited to be here, but you are able to pray for them, then stand up right now. That's you. You know who you were? Just stand up. And just the first few people standing up. Anyone else feel like it might be one or two? Yes, okay. That's great. Now I'm going to ask the people that I pray. Gary, you can carry on there, right? I'm going to ask the people I've prayed for, would you come stand in front with me? So all those are prayed for now. Would you come and stand? All those are laid hands on a few minutes ago. Not everybody who's standing. If you're standing by your chair, just stay standing. But everybody I've prayed for, just come up to the front. Okay? Everyone else, just stand by the chair. And in fact... Heather, you're sitting down. Don't you want to come up and pray? Maybe just lead us in a song. Oh, that's beautiful. Gareth, sure, Gareth's doing a good job. So all I'm going to ask is, is there someone standing near where that person is? Do, can you do what Joe did for me? Just go over to one of the tables. Unless... You don't. That's just okay. But then can I ask that we act wisely. That's all I'm saying. So, you go, are you guys happy with that? 
So I'm going to now, in a moment, dismiss the formal service. And I ask if you aren't being prayed for, you can either sit where you are and just enjoy the worship and the time of prayer, or you can leave quietly. But those standing, please remain standing as we would like to come and just administer prayer to you through the laying on of hands. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.